Welcome to A Voice for Creators. I'm your host, Daniel Norton. This week, I want to talk a little bit about being vague or not being vague on some level. And what inspired this was I watched a movie, not a very good one, a 1996 movie called Omega Doom. I uh, I had watched it when I was younger, in college, I guess, if it was 1996, and remembered liking it. And then my friend who has a podcast about uh, various uh, geek things, if you will, um, nerds, I guess more specifically, uh, was talking about this director who directed the movie, and he asked me to be on, and I said, sure, let's talk about Omega Doom, because I remember liking that, and I went back and watched it. Now, it's it's like 84 minutes long, so if, if you like bad sci-fi movies, maybe you'll like it. But there was a few things when we were discussing this I thought were really interesting, and I thought was relevant to us as artists. The biggest part of it was there was a lot of symbolism in this movie that never really paid out to the viewer. That is to say that there were things in here that I'm pretty sure the director was trying to make a point or say something that just never were very clear. And I thought this, I watched it twice actually to make sure, and my friend thought this as well. So it's not like I'm alone and I'm just missing something. It just, it felt like it wasn't there. It wasn't executed in a way that was obvious to the general public. It may have been obvious to the creator, to the director, to the writer, but it wasn't obvious to me, right? Uh, and people like me who were the the watchers of the movie, right? I was a young 20s male, you know, that's probably the, the audience for this movie when you watch it. You know, it's a, it's basically a, a bad sci-fi movie as it would be. You know, Rucker Hauer is in it, so you can imagine, right? So this is something we want to try to avoid. Now, one thing I've talked about, I talk about music a lot because that's where I get a lot of my inspiration. You hear musicians talking about this a lot. That they don't always 100% know what a song is about, but they always have a feeling when they're creating it, for instance. And this is what we need to do with our work. When I say your statement, as I'm about to say, I don't mean that you've written something down. I'm trying to save the whales. But I mean, you have an idea, you have an expression, you have feelings you want to put out there. There's something that is driving you to make this image. You know, obviously, if we're just taking snapshots with our iPhone or whatever on vacation, this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, although it could be that, I'm talking about making images. You are a photographer, whether you do it commercially or you do it just for the love of it or a combination of both, you are creating something. And this something is probably going to be seen by others. That's usually why we do it. There are certainly people that make photos that for their own pleasure and hang up in their house and they never show a single person. That's cool. But I think a lot of us are ultimately going to show people because we're feeling something, we're expressing something, we want to share that something. And one thing we just have to be careful about is making it too vague. There is this idea that maybe we can be too specific and maybe we'll uh, make people get turned away from it who don't believe exactly what we believe or feel exactly what we feel. But in a way, I almost feel like that's a better condition. You're better off having the percentage of people that, that see things that you see, feel things that you feel, really get it, than having double that percentage kind of look at it, but not really get it, in my opinion. I would love to know what you think, obviously, about that. But to me, smaller, we've talked about this before, small but specific audience is the goal for long-term success, I guess is what I'm going to say. 
That is to say that it's the opposite if you want immediate flash-in-the-pan success. If you want to blow up, don't do that. Be general. Do the thing everybody else is doing. But if you want to have a long-term success, build a true audience, you want to be yourself. And to be yourself is to be unique and different. Not different for the sake of being different, but different because you are different. And we want to make sure that we're projecting that in our work and not being overly big. So wouldn't a couple things we need to keep in mind. So a couple things we need to keep in mind, of course, is that people will bring to your images whatever they baggage, if you will, they bring to it, good and bad. So when they look at something, if they have an association because it looks like a place they used to live or somebody they used to know, it's going to tie in to that and that's going to affect their emotion. People will also generalize about things when they aren't given specific detail. So if you're trying to make a very specific point about a very specific thing, sometimes it's good just to put it in there. Uh, you know, maybe like they say that they hit somebody over the head with it, but sometimes that's worth it if you really want to make that point. If your point is more general, but based on a specific event or a specific thing that happened, then obviously you don't need to do that. But if it is very specific, like you're writing exactly about this thing that happened, this protest that happened on this thing or this, you know, time where a ship, you know, uh, ran into an iceberg like the Titanic, right? You know, you could make a general piece of art about shipwrecks, but there's also the idea of making a piece of art specifically about the Titanic. Depending on how you're going to do this, you may choose one or the other. If you're more specific, then people will definitely know what you're talking about. If you're more general, it might not be as impactful unless it's something that's common enough that people will understand. Because one thing you need to remember is that not everybody has experienced what you have experienced. So you may look at a iceberg, in this case, it was a strange example, and think, well, Titanic, because that's what you know about. But there might be other people that see iceberg and think a completely different thing. They don't look at icebergs and say, oh, this is dangerous. It's going to sink the ship. They look at it and say, oh, that's potential, right? You're just seeing a little bit of it. There's more underneath. Or they look at it and they see it as beauty of nature. Other people might look at it and go, well, ice floating south, whatever, maybe that's melting of the ice caps. And they think global warming, right? So there's lots of things that people might think when they see an iceberg and you have to be a little bit more direct in your approach as to how you show this relative to other work you're doing to really make the point that you want to make, which might be it's beautiful and then you don't want people thinking it's destructive, right? <laughs> so that's where we're at. This is kind of what I'm talking about. So when you put the the symbolism into your work, whether whatever it might be, you want to make sure that it's done in a way that more people are going to understand it. And you can do that a lot of different ways. You can associate it with other work that you've done. If somebody knows that you are uh, an explorer and that you're often going around to different places and seeing their beauty, well, when they see your picture of an iceberg, they're going to think, oh, well, they're showing the nature and the beauty, right? If you are somebody who is is a motivational speaker, then they might see it and think, oh, they're talking about the potential, right? So there's they're going to look at it in the context of who you are if you have a body of work, assuming that's the case. If you don't have a body of work, obviously, that's not the case. And ultimately, even though an image should and sometimes has to speak for itself, having a body of work surrounding it, it can be very useful. Also, the context in which you show it. If you show the piece of work, this iceberg, on a motivational poster, <laughs> right, or in an office, right, people might think a certain way. Versus if you show it in a gallery with other nature pictures or versus you show it in, you know, at a, an exhibit talking about environmental issues. People are going to see it differently because of where you place the image. So where you place your image 
what body of work surrounds it beyond that, other work you've done, those are all going to affect it. And it's a way that we don't have to outright put in the image exactly our message. We can surround it or use a series of images to create basically a story. It will give the viewer more information and thus they'll be able to hopefully see what you're trying to show them. Clearly, if they don't agree with you, especially if it's some kind of a statement that you're making, then, you know, they're not necessarily going to see it and go, oh yeah, this is the situation and this is beautiful. They might look at it and go, no, icebergs are terrible, <laughs> you know, because they have a very fixed idea of what it is and there's nothing you can do to change that. But that's not our goal to change everybody, right? Our goal is to express what we express, to put it out there in the world and hope that people get from it the same emotion that we're putting out. So I would love to know what you guys think about this. Do you think in terms of how the viewer is going to see the image when you present it, when you shoot it, when you kind of come up with your ideas, or do you just create what comes naturally? Because that's also not a bad thing and maybe something else to talk about in the future. You can reach out to me by sending me an email. I'm going to kind of move around and switch this up a little bit again. Uh, just send it to my regular email, daniel at dnphoto.com. I'll put that down in the show notes. It's just easier than having two separate emails. That's my normal email. Just send it there. Or better, join my Discord server. There is a link in the show notes. Down there, you're going to find the link to my Discord server, a link to my Patreon if you'd like to support all the things I do, and also a link to a few other things I've talked about, various podcast books and so on. I try to leave a running list down there for you guys. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, check it out in the show notes below. If you haven't already, uh, please go on to your favorite podcatcher and rate the podcast. Leave a review. If you have done that already, take the time to share it. Play this podcast for a friend. Send them the link. See if they like what I've got to say here. And maybe they have something to say back. Who knows, right? In any case, I'll talk to you soon.